But if they're not in a blended family situation, the way they raise their kids will literally um, negatively impact your own home. Mm. So an example is just... Oh, yeah. How about it? It's fun. It's fun. (laughs) You don't sound very enthusiastic. No, no. I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good mood because we just (laughs) spent like the last five minutes telling fun and (laughs) profound dad jokes. (laughs) The kind that just, you know, makes you shake your head, but you can't help but laugh. Anyway. Tell one. Uh, tell one? Yeah. Uh, okay, one I'll the tell jokes. the one that I said most recently. So, yeah. what did the guy octopus say to the girl octopus? I, I have no idea. Mm-mm. What? I want to hold your hand, 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 <laughs> hand, 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 <laughs> hand, hand. Goodness. I think that was eight. <laughs> see, see what I mean? Yeah. It's, it elicits that sigh and that moan. But, yeah. but you feel good after, yeah, you know, totally. <laughs> anyway, anyway, well, hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of On Purpose Parents. We are so excited to be here with you, to share our silly jokes with you, Yes, but also get into the nitty gritty of the parenting world. And today... Is Tell a me, really Grace. Special day. Why is it a special day, Chris? <laughs> oh gosh, we've got an amazing guest in our seat. Woo! Her name is Feluke Pope, hey. and we are so excited that you're here to share about blended families with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, we um we in our on purpose parent podcast. Uh, talk about different topics at times. So it could be things like resiliency, um, how to help our kids transition back to school. And other episodes, we do Q&A, questions from parents, and um, other topics like that. But the special ones are when we have special guests like today okay. to really share with us their personal experience on a particular topic. And and we know we want to be there for families that are in all kinds of situations, not just your traditional. And um, so today talking about blended families and so many different topics that that uh, can elicit Mm -hmm. and draw is something that we are really interested in diving into. And I do want to say I've known Faluke for a while and she is so wise, so (laughs) profound. So I'm so excited for our listeners to be able to hear her voice and her her stories, but I also want to say she is so styling and, um, and knows, so knows how to be her own person. So I want to just say for those <laughs> listeners who are not watching on YouTube, um, Faluke has her coffee cup in front of her with her uh, straw coming out of it. So she's yeah. drinking her coffee through a straw, but I love how she is so, she knows who she is. Yeah. She's confident <laughs> in what works for her. Yeah. And she makes you feel so good when you talk to her too. Mm-hmm. So it's just a perfect blend, perfect guest. Super excited. Yeah. Thank you, Grace. You're so sweet. <laughs> so I connected with Faluke over a year ago. And uh, one of the things I do uh, with my life is uh, <laughs> uh, pastor at Saddleback Church. So I pastor our parents. 
And one of the things that I do is I try to get parent ministries going on all of our campuses. We have over 20 campuses. Mm -hmm. Faluke is the first one that stepped up a year ago and said, I will run the parent ministry at Saddleback South Bay Campus. And uh, she's been doing a fantastic job. Mm -hmm. Grace, like you said, just a brilliant woman Mm -hmm. who works hard. And uh, I'm so excited that you're here to share about this with us. So, Faluke, why don't you talk to us about how, you you know, just introduce yourself and share about how you guys became a blended family and what that looks like now. Okay, I will do that. And I am so honored to be here. Um, Saddleback is doing amazing things and the parents ministry is having great impact. So Mm -hmm. thank you guys for having me. Oh, we're so excited. So my name is Faluke Pope. I... Um, was born in Nigeria, so I came here to the States as an immigrant when I was six and a half years old. And that's a huge part of my story because mm-hmm. um, it's forced me to um, be flexible, to be able to withstand a lot of things and mm-hmm. to just adjust. And the blended family situation is one that requires that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when when you think you've got it all down, um, God reveals another layer where you can do better Mm. so um he is definitely refining me in this season my blended family story i guess started with my first marriage Mm -hmm. um i was um, married shortly after graduating college met my husband when we were both in college and um had our son four years later and got divorced four years after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, thankfully, it was a bit of an amicable type mm-hmm. divorce. And I was single for eight years. I was married for eight years, single for eight years, and um, really got to build a great relationship with God during mm-hmm. that process. And I thought I was done with wanting or desiring to be remarried. Mm-hmm. I had all kinds of statistics in my head. And one of them basically said that. Um, young boys do not get along well with stepdads um, Mm. if they're older than 10. Like it starts conflict, right? Uh. So I told God that if I was not married by the time my son was 10, then I was like never getting married and I was done. I was done. So my son turned 10 and I was like, okay, good. I'm I'm (laughs) done for the rest of my life. Um, But then um, as God has done with me in the past a few times, I very clearly heard him tell me, I have somebody for you. Mm. And I'm like, oh, but it's too late now. Yeah. <laughs> you son's... passed the day. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Your deadline came You missed came the deadline. Went, yes. <laughs> God, you missed it. <laughs> but I, I was obedient. So I signed back on to a Christian dating app. And but only for one month, because I was like, God, if you're going to do what you're going to do, you got like one month. (laughs) And literally, I think it was like a few days before that one month membership ran out, um, connected with my now husband. And we were chatting in the app and I'm like, hey, by the way, this expires. And I'm like, oh, so we exchange information and continue talking outside of the app and um, eventually met each other in person and. Um, after some time, about a year, introduced ourselves to the kids once we realized mm-hmm. that things were getting serious and got married. And um, around that time, COVID happened. So mm-hmm. we had a COVID wedding, um, which was not supposed to happen because, you know, nobody was supposed to actually be <laughs> gathering in more than groups of 20. But we did it anyways, outside wedding, outdoor wedding. And um, 
And then reality set in after the wedding. And it's mm -hmm. been a very interesting, trying time. But I am grateful for my husband mm -hmm. because one of the things that I prayed for was a man with a heart like David, a mm. man after God's own heart and who seeks God's face and who I truly believe hears from God. So even though we like don't agree on things all the time, we see things very drastically different. But one thing that I do know for sure is true is that if I talk to God about him or about something that God will talk to him mm. or me, right? And, you know, change things up. But I do sincerely believe that he hears from God. So mm. we've had some very trying situations. Um, we are going on three years of marriage. It'll be three years this December. Mm. Wow. Our anniversary is 12-12-2012. Really? <laughs> no, no, no. We got, uh, it was, oh, we got married in 12-12-2020. So right, right, 2020. Yeah, it was 12-12. So it was, it's just really easy to remember. Yeah. Um, December 12th, 2020. So this December will make three-year anniversary. And we've been through a lot in those That's three amazing. years. That's amazing, yeah. yeah. And you, you said, um, you know, after a while you had introduced to your kids, you've talked about your son. Was there other, are there yes. other children? So what's the age now of... All the kids mm -hmm. in yes. this family. So I have my son who, um, at the time, I guess he was 13 when we got married, right? So three years past that window. <laughs> um, but my husband has, we brought four kids in. Wow. So yes, I had yeah that same yeah I had oh, that too yeah. when I looked <laughs> on that I was like what wait uh, do I swipe left that's a lot of kids um, so but, how, how many biological he has four of his so, and my I have one you have one mm -hmm. biological and then four of his, stepchildren yes. okay yes yeah. and he has three boys and a girl mm -hmm. and um, coincidentally his only girl and my only son are the same age they're. Got it. Um, a few months apart. Um, yeah, like maybe six months or so apart. So. And and the, are the other kids older or younger? Yeah, so my son is kind of in the middle. It's so interesting the way God has things. Um, he There's um, th two older boys, the girl, my son, uh -huh, few, uh -huh. and then one younger boy. Got it. Wow. Yeah. That's great. I, I'm definitely curious to ask more about that. But um, can you share what were some of the initial challenges you faced mm as parents in a blended family and what were some of the things you did to address and overcome those challenges? Okay. So um, our story, and this is not everybody's story. I get it with the whole blended family situation, but um, shortly into our marriage, <clears throat> um, I discovered, we discovered <laughs> um, this thing called neurodiversity. Mm. And that was something that I was not, aware of at all so it through a bit of a um a surprise mm. um it was a, a challenge and a hurdle and i had to be a really quick study on what that was um what does it look like <clears throat> yeah <laughs> sorry um no, no problem. what does it look like with children what does mm. it look like with adults and how do we make a family work with um, one group that was not exposed to that at all. And then another group that that's been their life. Mm -hmm. And how do we not just blend two different families where both sets of parents are still alive, right? My son's dad is still alive and right. involved in his life. Um, my husband's ex is still very much alive and um, involved in the kids' lives. Mm -hmm. So how do we do all of that while trying to 
um, understand this new thing that we weren't familiar with. So that was a really big challenge. Mm. And it's one that I will say we're still on a journey to understand and to um, to live in harmony with mm. um, because it, it, it was just a huge surprise. But how do we deal with it? Um, that's okay. So that's one major thing. Challenge. Yeah. One major challenge. The other challenge that I that we came across and we were warned about this one, but I didn't realize how big a deal it was. We did a blended family counseling before my husband and I got married. Great. Mm. Sought out um, a fabulous pastor at Saddleback South Bay, um, directed us to um, a counseling service, and it was for blend, Christian blended family counseling. And in talking to the counselor, one thing that she identified for us was the big impact of the number difference. Hmm. Oh, there, and the kids. Uh-huh. Ah. So there were four kids, them and one of mine. Right. So even though it's like two families, right, coming together, we were outnumbered. Ah, mm-hmm. And that's something mm-hmm. that you don't think about. Mm. And even though we knew it coming in, yeah. the impact of it, you do not realize until you're literally like living in it. Mm. So even though... Um, their um, family moved into our home. Thank God, God blessed um, me with a home that I had picked out for my son uh-huh. that we were like all nice and spacious. We had all this room to <laughs> run around and throw footballs <laughs> in the house and all this stuff. But now the home that he knew, right, mm. was picked out specifically for him was now being shared with outsiders. People, yeah. Yes. Yes. And the space that was his space was no longer his space, but not only that, but now he's outnumbered. Mm. And so that was a really big challenge to overcome. And I don't think people um, quite understand it. We, I anticipated it, but I did not anticipate how significant that the actual impact. Yeah. It's definitely one thing to know a problem and that does help too like to be prepared like this is going to be a challenge but then for sure mm-hmm. it's another thing to live it yes and experience it so yeah. are you guys still navigating through that what were some of the things that helped maybe make some progress in those challenges um for the neurodiversity seeking counsel i'm just a huge fan of counseling mm-hmm. i'll probably say counseling a gazillion mm-hmm. times <laughs> Counselings and boundaries are so critical um, in in navigating difficult times. Mm-hmm. And for us, um, getting for me, I I had to go a long ways. I can't even tell you, but I literally had to find someone outside of the country to help me find a specialized neurodiversity counselor oh. in the state. But God is good. He provided. And in doing weekly and then now monthly counseling to help me better understand what's going on, Mm -hmm. that has helped a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've also done couples counseling, which Mm -hmm. is very important. And for us, just having the family attempt to get together, Mm. family prayers in the evening if we can. Um, But the best thing that helped was allowing the kids to kind of set their own boundaries. Hmm. As difficult as it sounds, you don't let kids like run the house, but they also know how much they can take. Mm. And sometimes they can't take being in the same space. Right, right. And when you try to force things, it makes things so much worse. Mm. So one of the hardest things was simply 
doing nothing mm. and just letting things be. Um, my husband and I both agreed that we wanted the kids' friendships to be organic. Mm-hmm. And um, if they choose not to have any, then that's okay too. Right. So um, we have simply have learned to rest and be content in that. Mm, that is and so good. Adjust expectations. What, what, yeah. are, what are some that's tips so in that? What are some other things that you've done with your uh, stepchildren and the biological child? Like how... How do you encourage those relationships to be to be healthy? We we tried a few different things even before we got married. My husband and I just from just research right um, and the camp, blended family counseling to introduce ourselves to the kids gradually, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Just like an initial fifteen minute kind mm-hmm. of thing, and then um, introducing the kids to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, Creating fun environments, just like a walk to the park, um, a trip to, um, what is it called? Miniature golfing. Yeah. Just little things like that. And just creating that environment and then seeing if they will gravitate to each other mm-hmm. and and play with each other. Um, we try to have like family game nights in the house. Mm-hmm. And um, One of the things you said is, is you don't force it. Yeah. Yeah. Can you talk about that for a second? Would like, cause you know, I think it would, <laughs> my tendency would be like, Hey, you need to get along here mm-hmm. and start becoming because you're going to, yeah. We're of, a family now. Yeah. Love yes. each other. <laughs> <laughs> Hug yeah. each other. Act like it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so talk to each other. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it, okay. So a few, t- one tip that I got from um, the blended family counselor and that I've also read in books like, um, the five love languages for blended families. Phenomenal. Oh. I'll probably mm. mention a few books. So that's, that's phenomenal. Perfect. Right. Yeah. Cause I love the five love languages. Mm-hmm. Right. And I know my love language. I know my husband's, whatever. but, um, it talks about how to gently get into that when you have stepkids. Mm-hmm. Right. So with having the kids interact with each other, you create an environment and then you just step back and see if they will interact mm. I will tell you that our kids have chosen not to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's been um, painful in that um, for people who are connectors, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like my son and I are, um, you set my son in a room. He's going to know everybody's name. Everybody's going to know his name. They're yeah. going to want to play. Like he just does that right. naturally. So I think it was very difficult for him when he realized that this isn't going to work. Mm-hmm. Um they're just, they are very different from each other, mm-hmm. right? And any attempts to force that, it's, what is it? Is it um, not water and vinegar? What do you put? Oil. Oil, oil and, and vinegar. Water. Yeah. yeah. And water. Or oil and, and water. water. Yes, oil and water. Yes. And a little <laughs> bit of balsamic. Peanut butter. And uh, French bread. Mm, French bread with <laughs> butter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lunchtime. Lunchtime. <laughs> That's so We're not good. hungry. Um, <laughs> how, how, now, how old is your biological son? Remind me again. He's 15 now. Okay, so 15, and you've been married a couple years. Yes. So he's been going through this, the middle school years, early yeah, high, no, school. high school. Yeah. And then the other kids? They're um, um, high school. One of them is now completely out the home. He's mm-hmm. probably going on 19. Yeah. And one just started college. We're so proud of him. Yeah. So we have two um, for my husband that are still in school. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. She's 11th grade 
and I think uh, eighth grade or something okay. like that. Okay, so middle school, high yeah. school, mm-hmm. all kind of around the same age. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What I loved about what you shared, um, and before we go, we have we have so many questions, and I'm so excited to just keep hearing more, but already um, is the acknowledgement that you need help and that mm-hmm. it's okay. I love that you said you're going to talk about counseling a lot because yeah. – there's, you know, there might be some, I know it's become a lot more acceptable, but there might be some that just feel like still subliminally, I have to deal with this on my own. I have to figure this out on my own. I've been independent for so long. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I love that you are being a strong, independent woman, still being able to acknowledge, I need help. I need support. I mm-hmm. need, um, you know, a community around me to speak, you know, encouragements into me. But also I, I feel like what you said about just giving the children their space and their dignity to choose how they will decide to interact is so, like you said, so hard for parenting that parents that want to just make it all happy and that rosy picture. But I, it feels right and healthy when you say that. And it's, it's not grasping for things that are not in our control and, and just letting that go. And I think that's a really great and beautiful reminder for parents of any kind of families, right? Like not just blended. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you brought up co-parenting that idea Mm -hmm. at the beginning. So what, what does that look like? Like, how are you, you've got your family and you want them to be healthy, but now you're, you're co-parenting and and he is too. Yeah. So what does all that look like? Um, boundaries. I'm telling you boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. Um, Hmm. I have made some mistakes with that <laughs> and I've learned um, I I have a, a great now, a great relationship with my ex because we have clear boundaries and I still stick with those boundaries. We've been divorced now for um, 11 or 12 years. Mm-hmm. And one of the boundaries that I have with him from the beginning was that there would be no phone conversations. You're not calling me for anything. Mm-hmm. We text or email. Okay. For mm-hmm. trust reasons, it's like, no, 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 no. What did the email say? What did the text say? <laughs> yeah. Um, right. And also um, up until like a couple years ago, he didn't even have my home address. So there was clear boundaries on the physical too. Like my parents' home was always the drop off spot, oh. drop off and pick up for, mm-hmm. for visitation. So he would pick up from my parents, drop off at my parents and he would text, I'm here, you know, and everything was always about our son. Mm. There's no conversation about anything else. There's no Mm -hmm. reason for me to discuss any other aspect of my life with you. This is the only thing we share. Like the nexus. Yeah. So that was just very clear. My husband's relationship with his ex is very different. Mm -hmm. And I've had to learn to respect those differences. Like Mm. things are just like, I remember in the beginning I would ask like, okay, so what are the visitation days? Mm -hmm. He's like, uh, there, it was, nothing was set in stone. Oh, mm. yeah. It was just so fluid. And that was so difficult for me. Like, wait, are you getting them this week? Are you not getting them oh. this weekend? What is, what is the, that, right. But it just schedule. was never. So I spent like probably the first year trying to figure it out, but there, no, there really was no, no nothing set plan set in stone, nothing. Mm. So, um, respecting the other people's parenting styles mm. Um, was a very different for me. Um, and just understanding, like, husband and wives have different parenting styles in a biological family. Right. Mm-hmm. But then when you 
take that into a blended family, it's really, um, it's difficult. Like it adds another it's layer a of different intensity. Layer. Yeah. You now have not just a husband and wife, but you got two sets of parents mm-hmm. and trying to manage kids differently. It, it can be very, very troublesome. So I had to simply reset my expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, but it took me some time to adjust to that. Um, I couldn't encourage my husband to set a time frame. <laughs> did you try? I did. did you, yeah, I really did. It wasn't working. Right. So it's it's a mix of like, because there is compromise. Yes. And changing that happens in any relationship. And then it's maybe that discernment of knowing, okay, this is how far I can go. Yes. And this is where I need to let go yes. and respect that's not that's hard that's a Letting real go i mean control grace um hello uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the hardest thing to do is let yeah. go of control but right. you have to do it you otherwise do it. then you come to a like yeah. what is it a conflict yes mm-hmm. that's just you know hard to to navigate um you shared earlier we talked about it a little bit about the the you know allowing your kids step and you know step siblings to have respect for one another or that freedom to to bond what about and you mentioned it a little bit but what about your relationship with your stepchildren um and i know you said part of it is giving them space and boundaries and introducing slowly but can you share a little bit more about that in terms of what you've personally found effective in building maybe starting that introductory relationship and then building that relationship with your stepchildren, you Mm. specifically. Yes. Um, I was told in the beginning that blended families are so different from biological families. And the advice was be very careful what suggestions you take from people in a biological home. Mm -hmm. It does not most of the time apply into a blended family. Mm. And that is really hard to grasp, right? I grew up, my parents um, were married for 45 years. My dad passed a few months ago. Mm. And that we, my siblings and I lived under one roof together with our parents together. That's all we knew was this one family and the community around us, um, the African community around us. That's what everybody did. They were all in these strong marriages that stayed together. Mm-hmm. So um, trying to figure out how to navigate this blended family, you want to seek the advice and wisdom of people who have raised kids, right? Healthy, um, self-sufficient kids. But if they're not in a blended family situation, the way they raise their kids will literally um, negatively impact your own home. Mm. So an example is just interacting with siblings. These kids are not siblings. Mm -hmm. They may be under one roof as a blended family, but they're not siblings. And they realize that Mm -hmm. it's very clear to them. You can't just change a kid's emotions, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. You can't force a connection. And I could not um, listen to my friends who were saying, oh my goodness, you're going to be like this bonus mom. They're going to love you because <laughs> oh, you're just you're just so amazing. You do like all this really cool stuff. <laughs> bonus and mom. And I am, I mean, all the things that I naturally do, my um, love language is acts of service mm-hmm. and quality time. Did not communicate well with these kids. Mm. No matter how hard I try, and my son every once in a while will call me a try hard. <laughs> 
because I, I, I want to. I it's like so much. Oh. Um, right. But um, that doesn't always translate well. Mm. Okay. So it took some time to yeah. realize that my acts of service and my quality time and um, I have high expectations of my kid. Mm-hmm. I could not translate that to kids that were not mm, mine. Yeah. So I've had to reset and reset and reset expectations. And um, for me, that has, or for us, I should say, that has led to the kids choosing to not mm-hmm. relate with me. Mm. And that was extremely difficult. Right. I see. It's like you have all this love you want to pour out. Mm. And um, not everybody wants to receive it. Right. Mm. And I have had to learn in this season to be okay with it. Wow. And that's something that's um, just this year, you know, you try, you Mm -hmm. try, you try, you try. Um, But then when you realize boundaries, right, right? respect other people's boundaries. I know what's mine. Mm -hmm. I know where I can make decisions over myself, my body, um, my home, Mm. even my child's um, you know, my son's life, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Certain things. And as he's getting older, I'm giving him more say. Um, But I also have to learn to respect other people's Mm -hmm. boundaries. And that's what I have done. And there's peace in that. That is where we are actually in this season, as interesting as it sounds, right? At peace. Mm. It does not, our family does not look like a traditional biological family Mm -hmm. because we're not. Mm -hmm. And we've had to respect the decisions, the feelings, right, of the kids. And sometimes that means, okay, as much love as I want to give you. Mm-hmm. If, if you don't if accept you, it, yeah, it's, I it's can't okay. force it upon you. Because then that's yeah. not loving. Right, yeah. That's really profound. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're sharing some great principles right now, which, you know, this is the thing. We, mm-hmm. we don't want to compare ourselves with other people, right? right? Um blended family with biological family, even in blended families. You don't Mm -hmm. want to compare because families are so different. People are so different, right? Kids and parents, situations, all that is so different. And when you compare, you can, you, you really feel like, gosh, why aren't we more like Mm -hmm. them Mm -hmm. when you don't really know that they don't have it all together, right? right? None of us do. Yeah. And, um, so I think that's a big piece. And, also, you can kind of, when you compare yourself to other people, you can feel like, oh, you know, we're not our family is as <laughs> jacked up as their family. We're doing pretty good. And, uh, and yeah. then something happens, it's like, oh, man. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but it, it, it takes off the gratitude. And I have learned to just walk with a grateful heart. Mm. Um, you learn to appreciate things when you lose things, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, my husband's dad passed away um, literally the day before Thanksgiving last year. And then my dad passed away just Mm. six months, less than six months after that, Mm -hmm. just unexpectedly. Um, And you just learn to appreciate things. Mm -hmm. And people are alive, Mm -hmm. right? The kids love God. They love Saddleback. (laughs) They attend attend, um, Saddleback summer camp and um, we pray for them. Mm -hmm. And you just have to learn to trust that God is working something here. Mm-hmm. Otherwise I'm trying to take it into control, my own control. Right. And I can do a really great damage when I try to force things. Mm-hmm. So grateful that God has given me these kids, 
but and and still believing by faith that relationships will change. Mm. Um, we were told um, early on that it takes about five years mm-hmm. for that crockpot <laughs> mm-hmm. of of the families to really start. Um, softening. Jelly, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. And um, I have a girlfriend. That's the other thing I would say. Surround yourself with blended family families. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. As great as biological families are, mm-hmm. you really need to have people in your life that are in blended family situations mm-hmm. that can relate and um, and give you wisdom for your situation yes. and suggestions because they understand Absolutely, what you're going yeah. through. So I have a, a girlfriend who also was in a blended is in a blended family situation. She had one and one, so mm-hmm. <laughs> and they both had sons, right? One son and another one son, and they came together. And um, she told me seven years before mm. the crockpot before her crock was pot ready started yes and now you see the boys and they're in each other's weddings mm. they're it's it's a it's a real brotherhood oh wow but it's beautiful took a seven year season mm. of right. not so much so my husband and i this family our blended family we are going on year three yeah you know? yeah <laughs> you guys are By still faith. babies yeah. yeah call me up in yeah. four more years yeah. and ask me how things are going come back on, <laughs> come back on the show i love I, I just think you are dropping such perspective mm. and wisdom mm-hmm. that I really want the listeners to grasp and I'm absorbing it and trying to grasp it as well as a lot of times when we ask these questions, you listen because you kind of want a, the quick fix. Yes. What is the solution to bringing your stepchildren together? <laughs> what is the solution yeah. to building a relationship between you and your stepchildren. Mm-hmm. How do you co-parent? Like, what's the answer? Listen to the answer and then all my problems will be solved. But what you're sharing, and I think it's so powerful, is there the image of what it looks like right now isn't that perfect image. And it's more about how are you managing what's going on inside of you mm-hmm. and how can you stay in a place of peace yes. and love for the children in a way that might not look like where it's being reciprocated back in the most ideal way. And yet that I think is going to create such a healthy foundation that gives the best chance of success for this blended family is if you are in a good place and at a place of peace and acceptance, but also what I love of hope. It's not like acceptance as in like, "Ah, well, I guess this is my life forever. But it's like, it's actually a place of peace and also hope for the future. Just not grasping at something and forcing something. I I love that. That's beautiful. I can tell you when you guys, when Chris asked me to come on, I was like, oh my goodness. Um, I think what people want to hear is how amazing the blended family is mm-hmm. and how easy it was to get yeah. everybody together. But I say, I'm, I can only tell the honest truth. And in the blended families that I know, it's not so easy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, you have like a man and a woman who love each other, but there's, they both come with baggage. Right. Yeah. And it just is not that easy. Mm-hmm. And there yeah. are statistics as to why blended families, um, second marriages, especially second marriages with kids, fail. There right. are reasons why. Yeah. But there's ways to avoid the pitfalls. But people really need to know going in, 
it's going to be challenging. Mm-hmm. Right. I pray your story is easy. I yeah. really do. I pray that, oh my goodness, um, maybe you just have like a three-year-old child and they automatically love, love the other yeah. person's <laughs> three-year-old child and it's just easy. Um, but the reality is when you've got other spouses involved, mm-hmm. um, it can be messy. Uh, yeah. And you have to decide up front, as my husband and I did, that we were in this for the long run. Mm-hmm. And... Um, we, we're going to continue. Sometimes we have to remind each other, right? We are in this long term. Yeah. That's amazing. And we're going to keep working That's on so it. So great. Well, Faluke, we're out of time, but thank oh. you so much for coming by and sharing this. Can we have you back again? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank yes. you we so definitely much. Want this to was talk amazing. More. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. And we need to, we need to also have you back to uh, talk about, um, Single parent oh, type stuff. Cool. Maybe Let's next week. Yes. We'll come back next week and Let's do that. Let's do it. We Let's need more of Faluke. Yeah. More so we'll do pearls that. of wisdom. We'll talk more about blended family. Guys, thanks so much for joining us today. We really appreciate you being here. Look above Grace's head up there. Click on that or right <laughs> below is uh, a couple videos we think that, that you might really like. And subscribe right here. Hit that button and uh, get more of what we're doing that would be great like and comment too throw something in the comments that would be so fun bye everyone have a great week